Junkie Live Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. I'm Angela DeMarco, and this is where you can laugh, cry, learn, and grow with some of the icky, lousy, junkie life choices we've made. And we all make them. Yes, we all make them. We really do. It's all cray. We've all done some fucked up shit in oh, our lives. Yes, we have, unless we're unless we're one. <laughs> <laughs> or nuns. Yeah, right, well, nuns are people too. They are people too, but they're so boring. You don't know that. No, I do. And the ones that aren't boring aren't nuns anymore. <laughs> I'm telling you, this has been my experience in my life. Okay. Any nun that was a cool nun when I was in school is no longer a nun. Now, all of the other nuns are dead. Oh, okay then. And they led, led boring-ass lives yeah. in their black well, and white habits. I have a belief in that. Like, I just don't think that anyone should be a priest or... Like, if I, not that they shouldn't be a priest or a nun. I don't believe that priests or nuns should not be allowed to get married. That's my... That's just me. Right. I understand why, but I don't... I think it kind of goes against the grain of... Of humans? Of humans and human nature. Right. And, um... But I think that's kind of the point. Right? I get it. you give up that... Right, that I know. That corporal, portion for yourself. Yeah. yeah. But then I wonder if they really do. Well, I they... I hate well, to they, say this... They don't. I, I don't think they do. I, I hate to say this right now. <laughs> what are you going to say? I, I, I just I hate to say it. So there is a man that comes into the restaurant. He's uh-huh. a priest. Mm-hmm. I just find that he has an obsession. He's a nice guy. Sure. <laughs> There's something strange about him, though. And okay. he has a very... Um, he's extremely friendly mm-hmm. to all of the gay male employees. Oh, at yes. the restaurant. Oh, of course and he I'm is. And I'm like, okay. No, he's a homosexual. Oh, yeah. No, because it has been... Yes, it has been... My mother and I used to talk about this years ago, is she believe that gay men became priests um, to hide from their homosexuality, to try and get away from their homosexuality by focusing on God. And and it's like, well, I'm like, that does not work out (laughs) very well. No, it does not. Um, Because... It is quite evident. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know if we ever talked about it on, on the podcast before, but... You know, I have a friend who was a priest. He's no longer a priest now because he got caught in a gay relationship with yeah. an inmate. He was he was the chaplain for the prison downstate yeah. and was caught in a gay relationship with one of the inmates. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've known he was gay since I was in grade school. Right. And when he became a priest, I was like, oh, what my mom says is right. There's probably a lot of gay men becoming priests to try and get away from the homosexuality. Well, come on. You can't hide from something that is a part of who you, who are. you are. If you're gay, you're gay. Who is this? Somebody from Paris. Hang on. Hello? <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. I had a phone call. So we had to stop. <laughs> we had to stop second. recording for a second. We're back. <laughs> so back to the... Back to the priest being gay and, and, yeah. and joining the priesthood to get away from... Being gay. Right. Being so gay is a part of... Yo, we already went Oh, yeah, that. yeah, okay. No, because we were talking about how being gay is... It's a part of who you are. Right. So, just becoming a priest isn't going to help that. But, not only that, I don't know if you remember many, many years ago, and I believe it was here in Chicago, where um, some nuns and priests uh, had been fucking. Yeah. They had babies. 
and buried those babies. That the the nuns gave birth to babies, then they then they buried them underneath the church or whatever you know someplace in there. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Oh man, that was. I'm like that sounds like a. Doesn't that sound like a? That sounds like know, a movie. Like a right. Some I'm surprised nobody's made a movie about yeah. that. But yes, that happened. I mean, there's the movies made about the churches that are. Covering up and just kind of moving priests who are pedophiles. Oh right, yeah, around yeah. you know, which I absolutely, I mean, despise. Like you can't call yourself a person of God when you're doing that, right? You cannot call yourself a person of God when you're doing that. I mean, you're not doing God's will. No, and you're supposed to be. You're not even supposed to be. That is the least of your focus. If if you have become a priest or a nun, you shouldn't even be thinking about about your body. And what it needs. Because your body don't need nothing but communion wafers and communion wine. That's all your body needs. <laughs> That's all it needs. We all know what our needs are. But no. And they're biological. No, they don't need that. They don't need it. They can masturbate. They want. But they, but they won't because, but they because they'll go blind. That, that's what I'm saying. Like there are things that just. There are things that are just natural. Right. That God knows what he gave you. I, I don't know. It, it's hard because this is a very sticky situation. But like my pastor, he's a married man, but he's still a man of God. Man right. has kids, and it's okay. Of course, you know, it's I, okay. It's, it's it's a very strange thing, but yeah. There's this one priest that got, <laughs> I don't even know why we started talking about this in the first place. Because you said the guy came into the the restaurant, right? The priest, right? And it's just kind of like and that is overly. It's, it's a little bit weird, and it's like you know what. Oh, it's no, I think it's it, weird because it, he's a priest. It'd be perfectly natural if he weren't a priest. Exactly. But, like, you know, it's like, well, because you're a priest, you shouldn't make this so obvious then, right? But right? it's clear that, you know, you can't hide your feelings. Right. You can't, yes. Even, you can't hide behind a cloak of God. Right. If you're gay, you're gay, goddammit. Right. And, and the fact is, though, but it's also a difference. Like, I hate when people... Um, you know, compare homosexuality to pedophilia. It's a completely different oh, situation. It's completely different. Gay men don't want to have sex with eight-year-old boys. Right. Pedophiliacs they do. do. Pedo- people who are pedophilic, you know, have a pedophilia. Yeah, and the thing pedophiles, is... Pedophiles. That's pedophiles, what I'm trying to say. Yes. I'm like, what the and hell the is the word? And the thing word? is that most pedophiles, when they're uh, messing with boys, the male pedophiles, aren't even gay. No. The majority of them are not are gay. Are not gay. So it has nothing to do with... With homosexuality, which no. a lot of people are, you know, and then they want to pray, and then they've got these conversion. That's another thing. I was watching a really good show called... Um, and it was the new show with... Uh, God dang it. Um, it's got Nicole Kidman, and she's the mother, and the boy... I can't remember what it's called. Boy... Um, I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. Good. Moulin Rouge. No, it's a new oh, movie that just came Kidman. out. And it was about, oh no, I'm going to have to like Google this. It was such a good movie and it was about um, gay conversion. The conversion therapy, oh, like the Pray Away the Gay. Man. What is it Pray called? Pray Away the Gay. Movie with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I have to know. Praying Away the Gay. <laughs> with Nicole Kidman. Oh, wait, that's... Hold on. You're I'm, I'm why, going, why are you looking at your email? I'm in my email. Please hold. I, I have to... It's going to kill me. It's called something no, about boy. No, I understand. Boy. I understand. Um, 
I get it. It it I have to do the same thing. I'm sorry, sometimes. it's gonna drive me nuts if I don't do this. Nicole Kidman um, Boy Erased. Oh, okay. Boy Erased. Boy Erased. And it was a great film. And the father was a preacher. Is it on Here um, it is. The son of a small town Baptist pastor must overcome the fallout after being outed as gay to his parents. His father and mother struggle to reconcile their love for their son with their beliefs. Mm. Jared is pressured into attending a conversion therapy program. While there, Jared comes into conflict with its leader and begins his journey to finding his own voice and accepting his true self. <coughs> Interesting. Because people, and, and everybody in the conversion, and I think this is like, you know, you can't pray away the gay. You, you just can't. No. You know, and it's, but you can't hide behind the cloak of God either. No. There's so many people who hide behind, like, to do things and and use God right. as a way to cloak right. the, the things that they're doing. And there are, the thing is, there are people, and it cracks me up, there are people who swear that that conversion therapy works. Works. And that they're not gay anymore. I'm like, whatever. And it doesn't work. Whatever. And each and even in the film there was one guy he's like, just play the game. Just say what they want you to say. Right. Then you can leave. Yeah. And do whatever the hell you want. Exactly. So people were just playing anyway. And on the side, I mean, doing what could, they were gonna do. But could you imagine how hard that would be to hide like what if you had to hide that you were heterosexual and, and try to live a gay lifestyle. Never. I mean, you couldn't, right. it'd be horrible. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah. So could you imagine living your life like that? Like, you know that you're gay, but they sent you to this conversion thing and you have to pretend like you're not. Right, especially when your dad is the pastor. Right. Yeah, oh my God, what a terrible. <laughs> I can't imagine living that lifestyle. It's, well, and it's no. funny because I try to tell people when they, when we have these conversations, um, because a lot of people, like I, I go to a church and there's some people who, are completely against it and that you know they have their opinions about homosexuality and this and I said and I come from the perspective of look you're born like that because here's the thing my parents never had a sit-down conversation with me that said hey you're supposed to love men right it's not like they ever sat down with me and were like you need to be attracted to a penis like (laughs) nobody has ever sat down me I just naturally was attracted to boys like right. I just when I first had crushes, I was like, "Oh my god, he's really cute." And my right. first, cr- and I just remember having going to my brother's baseball games. My dad was the umpire, and my first boyfriend, who ended up being one of the umpires, who worked with my dad, whose dad himself was like head of the umpires. I was attracted to him. I was like, yeah. "Damn, I he's attractive." Like right. I'm gonna flirt with this boy, but nobody told me I had to flirt with that boy. Right. Just like I've never had a conversation with my kids. Like, okay, you're gonna fall in love with this girl. Right. <laughs> So it just naturally kind of happens. And I think, you know, to say that someone isn't born that way and that, well, they have a choice. No, because no. I didn't really choose who I was attracted to. It just happens. And it's not like I, there's any, you know. Because I didn't choose who I was first attracted to. Because that was um, Molly the Mailman on on um, uh, Sesame Street. Oh, really? Who is, is Charlotte Ray? Who you know is Mrs. Garrett. Exactly. Yeah, that she girls, was. She girls. was. Girls. She was my first crush. Really? Yes. <laughs> I loved her. I loved her. Did I had a naked first. dream about her. Did you with I, Mrs. Garrett? With Mrs. Garrett and with Winnie from uh, elect, the Electric Company. 
the two of them. I had both of those women. Oh my god! I was yeah. That was my first. That's so funny. See, and my first, I guess you could say, was Ricky Schroeder. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. I was in love with. Remember Silver Spoons? Of course, yeah. Everybody loved Ricky Schroeder, but then, um, then Johnny Depp and Richard Graco. Like I loved them. Uh-huh. I thought they were the hottest guys <laughs> in the world. I still love Johnny Depp. Like yeah. I still think he's he's a little awkward. Yeah. But damn, there's something about him. Right. Very sexual right mm-hmm, like you're mm-hmm. like damn i could make out with that man for years but i didn't like have, <laughs> i didn't have anybody like tell me that i was supposed to be attracted to him it just kind of sure just, kind it just of naturally happened. happened and i can't pray it away like it's just natural like i think people are just so scared to to <laughs> you know to like I think it's. I think people are just scared to just like say what they're naturally feeling. And it's, but it's weird. This is what's weird to me with the Christians mm-hmm. is because they are so caught up in the Old Testament, and they're so caught up with oh well, Leviticus says blah 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 and all this shit. Well, Leviticus says a lot of shit that you don't live by. Yeah. So why is it? Why are you so? Concerned about the homosexuality part of it. Because Leviticus yeah. says a lot of shit. Yeah. But here's the thing. Once Jesus came, everything changed. Mm-hmm. The whole idea, it was about one message and one message only. And that was love. Love. That was love your neighbor as yourself. And that was and that was it. He got, or Jesus didn't care what you were, what you did. What crime? He he loved you. Yeah. And that was it. So if you're going to live by Jesus' example, then you will love all the homosexuals. Right. You will love them all because it doesn't matter. You don't have to love what people do. No. And that is not for us to judge. It is not. That is for God, if you so believe. Yes. Okay? Whoever your judge is at the end of your life. That's who will judge your behavior, but you yeah. have to love and and at least get to understand a person's psyche of what's going on in their mind. But to like, I, I can't imagine having to hide it and then it would be really difficult. But to be a priest, things like that, like to me, that's a really um, sticky situation. I, I don't know. I kind of caused a diatribe here. I, I personally just believe, though, that priests and nuns should be allowed to get married and things like that because I yeah, do believe. I think and, so, too. And maybe it was from that the, because a, a hearing about that. Maybe I do remember that story about the nuns and the priests. Well, someone, because no, how you do know you... who it was? Someone that I talked to used to work in for a rectory, used to work okay. in a rectory. Uh-huh. So for those of you who are not Catholic, the rectory is where the priests live and the, you know, the convent is where right. the, the nuns live. And usually right. rectories and convents are very close to each other. Oh, yeah. Because you got to be in the church, right? Right. And the nuns live in the, the and, and this person who worked in this particular rectory said there was a lot of activity of nuns and priests that were, I, I have a feeling, are we going to be like watched after this, this episode? Are we going to like have like people on the lookout for us? Like getting, are we going to get killed? Some like no, why? Vatican. What, I'm just think, kidding. Oh, you, think, you, think, you think the Catholic Church is going to send somebody out to get us? Because we're telling all their secrets. We're telling secrets. Um, I don't know if this is true, but this person who worked at this rectory was like, I don't know what's going on, but, but there's a lot of activity between nuns and priests going back and forth from the rectory to the convent. Mm, and so it was like, huh. huh. <laughs> yeah. 
Because why would huh. why would that be necessary? Exactly. Well, I'll tell you there, I, and and it, it's so funny. You know, I said before, I said when any nuns that I knew that were really cool are no longer nuns. Well, there was a priest at um, at Shanti School. I won't say what school it is. I may have said it before, but I'm going to say it now. Anyway, there was a priest at at, at Shanti School um, who is no longer a priest. Mm-hmm. Now he and and I and I remember because the women would look at him because he was a really good looking guy. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, God, I can't believe he became a priest. And I bet you they're all thinking they they can't believe he became a priest either because he's such a good looking guy. Yeah. And now he's no longer a priest, and he's married, and he has kids. Kids. And, yeah. Well, you know, and I and I don't want people to think who are listening to this that I think becoming a priest or becoming a nun is a bad life choice. Oh, no, it's, it's not. not. I it's think not. there are people who are absolutely 100% called to be in service in that way. Yes. Who 100% give up of their life for God and that's amazing. And yes, that's an amazing, amazing. life choice. Um, I couldn't do it. But to do it because I wasn't cloak, called. In order to do it to cloak uh, some sort of sexual orientation, or, or to hide from anything. From hide, I to mean, hide remember, from anything. remember Maria in the Sound of Music. <laughs> what what did her mother? Are we going to get into Sound of Music again? You what, know, I can't stand. That I show. know, but but no, because she and now went you've back. Got my boyfriend is like, how can you not like that show? And now I I've got to like. Now I've got to defend myself on Sound of Music. Know how again. you don't like the Sound of Music, right. but okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Maria, she ran back to the convent because she found herself attracted to to the captain. And the mother superior was like, "Oh no, Maria, this is not a place that you come to hide. You must go and you must face you must face the captain." Mm-hmm. And so she went back and faced him, and then they kissed and they got married. Yep. And that that's why you should always go with whatever it is you're feeling. Unless, of course, you feel like you want to touch a child. Then you should or not go with that. Or something that's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> right. let's, let's clarify that. Because, right. Because sometimes just, don't, go people back. don't feel... If you're a sociopath, you don't go with... I mean, <laughs> right. you have to be careful with that. That That's a... That's I'm a saying good feelings that, you know, if you're attracted to somebody, tell them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Unless it's completely wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's funny. I, my like if they're married I, or something. My ex-husband and I had this talk, and uh, because I was telling you last time, he and my son are kind of on butting heads, and so my ex and I are talking a lot lately, and it was funny because I'm like, <laughs> like thinking about children, you know, and I'm thinking about, like, because we're talking about their puberty and trying to start talking to them about, <laughs> like, I try to have conversations with my son about condoms and all this stuff because I had cut my fingers at work, and... I was putting on a finger cot, and it looks like a condom. condom and I'm like, yep. maybe you should put one on just to practice. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, honey, you know, I know <laughs> I don't want you to have sex. I don't want you to be doing, you know, and I want to teach him all about sex. But the reality of the fact is, is that most likely in a couple of years, or, or I hope not sooner, but he he's going to have some sex, you yeah. know, and it's like, and I or was at like, least he's going to want to, but and I he's going to feel stirrings, stirrings down, there. down there. And I was like, I told my ex-husband, I'm like, I really need you to talk to him about this. Cause I don't know what's going on with a man's body. He's I probably already happens. waking up with erections. I'm like, because in my head, Did, have you asked him, have you caught him with erections? No, I don't. I don't pay attention. I don't want to oh, know. I mean, well, I mean, my I'm younger just one definitely because my younger one walks around naked, and I'm like, Ian, stop walking around naked <laughs> in this house. <laughs> like you're 12 years old. 
You shouldn't be walking around naked with your mom. <laughs> Just walking around. Gets up from his room. He's like, Did hey, he mom. used to run around... As a baby, as a kid, he, he ran around naked. naked. Yeah, he was one of those kids. He just doesn't care. That's right. the thing. Now, Aiden, he's a little more reserved. He he goes in the shower. He gets dressed in the bathroom. He doesn't walk out unless he's clothed. But I I kind of asked my my ex husband. I said, as a as a boy, I don't know what happens. Like, do you just have like a little boy penis and then one day it just doubles in size? Like, I don't <laughs> understand because I'm trying to figure out when we were when we're talking about pedophiles. Just even looking at like. Why would even, you want to... They don't even have, a, like, a... Well, they don't even have, like, a peanut. You know what I'm no, saying? Like, what do. are you doing? They do. So I'm trying to figure out, like, how to talk to our kids about it. I'm like, I'm like, Brett, you're going to have to talk to our kids about this stuff. Because I don't know what the boys are feeling. Right. And you're going to have to... Because I'm completely... Un- and I tried talking about it with my son. And he looked at me like, this is really uncomfortable, Mom. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like it's uncomfortable for you. You should be in my shoes right now. This is really uncomfortable for me. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, I, it was just very awkward, but you know. Do you have. But I've even had that talk with him because do, he doesn't do, have any interest in females yet. He oh, has yeah, no interest okay. in anybody. He's asexual, which is great. I like that. I don't right. want him. He's like, Mom, I'm busy with school. I've got the, you know, and he's he's okay. got his mind on set. But it's funny because even I've had that conversation, though, just talking about sexuality, where I was like, you know, if you ever want to talk about that. (laughs) And my friends are like, Angela, are you assuming that your son is gay? I'm like, no, I'm not assuming he's gay. But I want him to know that either way he needs to talk to me about how he's feeling. And if he ever needs to talk about his sexuality or anything, just that I'm open to talking to him. Like, I need him to know that the, the lines of communication are open so that he can talk about it, so he doesn't feel like he has to hide behind anything. Right, yeah. Because that has to no be good such an awful feeling to yeah. feel like you are not going to be loved in some way, no matter what you feel. Right. And I, I want and, and you're to feeling know. something that's natural. Right. And that's I think, something you can't control. Exactly. And to feel that you're not going and to be loved because of that. And you have nobody to talk to. Right. I think as parents, we need to like really make sure that the lines of communication are open to let, you know... Yes, because then then your then your sons don't become priests trying to hide from their homosexuality. Right, and then making it very nuts. clear because they're befriending every homosexual male that's in the restaurant, <laughs> and just making it so clear that they like want to talk to you. Oh like, da, my da, da. God. I mean, like it is so clear. Like that man, that priest. I hate to say it, well, but I have um, a feeling that if any of the servers that were gay in our restaurant were like open to like being with them, like if they even put an opening in, like all right, you want to try it. Oh, that man would be right on it. Of course. Oh, my God. Of course. I actually know somebody who's in a homosexual relationship with a priest. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? We're, like, we're gonna, like we're talking about me. We're, we're not gonna, talking about me. I know not you, but we're, like, going to get a lot of priests in trouble, I have a feeling, after this. <laughs> no, nobody knows who it is. And I'm not saying any names. Well, no, because we're anonymous. But, you know, I'm just saying. I mean, it. it's a life choice, but... I mean, why don't you just not be a priest if that's what you're going to? If that's what you're going to do. If this is what you want to do, clearly, then stop being a priest. Right. Because I can't even imagine the conflict with that then, too. Now you're a priest. Now now it's really. Why even put that. Now it's like a double wham. Right. It's like a double whammy. Why put that restriction on yourself? (laughs) I mean, if you clearly you want want to be with. If you've been a priest and you're gay. 
And you're like, you know, it's not going to, you can't, obviously it's clear now. You're not going to pray away your day. No. So, you know, go do something else. I think there are priests who absolutely remain celibate. I do too. Like I said, I, do I, I think the there majority are people, of them exactly. I think that that's, they're called to do it. Like there yes. are people who are called to be nuns, to be priests. Like Mother Teresa, I firmly believe and, that woman oh, never yes. did a damn thing. That woman gave her yeah, entire she, life to God, and I think she was completely, that was her joy. She found joy in that mm-hmm. because it was her calling. Exactly. But she wasn't hiding from God. You know what she I mean? She wasn't hiding she, from so, she something wasn't hiding, about she wasn't, herself. Exactly. Yeah. So um, By doing that. By doing that. But man, what a strange, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, but. I don't know, Jamie. Um. Yeah, that's not. It. If you haven't seen that movie, see that movie. Boy, oh, I'm raised. gonna have it to. It was a very good movie. I'm and, gonna you know, have to see it. It was great because you could tell, like Nicole Kidman's character. She was a mother who you know believed in the Christian, but then saw, like she started to see it, started to change her. Like she's like, this is against our religion, but I can't. And this is your father, but I love you. And it's right. clearly, it's not something that you can just change, that you can just pray away, that you can just convert. Two. One of the um, American Idol contestants. Oh, um, by the way, uh, what's his name? Hardy. Lane Hardy won American Idol. Did you know this? No. Oh, okay. Well, Lane Hardy won American Idol. Okay. And Alejandro was the runner-up. But anyway, there was a guy. What is his name? Jedediah, Jeremiah, some biblical name. Um, he had, right before he, he went out for American Idol, he had just come out to his parents. His father's a pastor, you know, and of course the mother is, you know, She's a pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were struggling with that. Oh, our son's gay, but we're we're religious. So what do we do? And I'm just like, you know, you love your son. That's what you, you do. You love him. I mean, and they are. They weren't like, because they came, they came to a couple of the shows and things like that. So it's not like they were shutting him or anything like that. But it's one of those kind of like, mm, you know, kind of treating him like, mm, well, you know, you're gay. I don't know how to deal with you now. It's like, well, you deal with him like he's your son because that's who he is. That's he's your who son. he is, your son. And you love him. And you love him. So, and it doesn't change the fact that you love him. It doesn't change who he is. It's just, he's yeah. just gay. And, and that's the thing I think people have to realize as well. Like, we can sit here and try to protect and protect and protect and, and hide things away, but no matter what, they're going to do what they do. Yeah. So they can lie to you, and you can love them, or they can be honest, and you can love them, and they're going to do the same thing anyway. Right. And you can try to steer them in the right, you know, you and can And you can try, be closer. And you can be closer. So that, because they can be honest with you. Exactly. You can have a close relationship with them, or you can have a distant relationship with them. Exactly. And still love and them. either way, either way they're, they're doing do the it. same thing. They're doing the same thing. And so, you know, that's just kind of, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's probably the thing. They're just going to do what they're going to so do. So I guess today's moral for our 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 episode is, you know, just love. Yes, just love. There's really nothing you can do but love. All you need is love. Da, 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 da. All you need is love. Da, 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 da. All you need is love. Love. Love is all you need. Love is all you need. <laughs> Love is all you need. Yesterday. <laughs> Yeehaw! I'm just kidding. We're just going to go out. <laughs> oh, Uh-oh. man. We got to be okay. careful. If you know who's listening, my, my man, he doesn't like the Beatles. <laughs> what? 
Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking? I am not kidding. Okay, that okay, that settles it. He is going to be investigated. (laughs) He is going to be investigated. I knew there was something wrong with him. I knew it. Right? Oh my god! I tell you, doesn't like the Beatles. What the fuck ever. Anyway, write or rate and review us in iTunes Uh, because we only have six uh, ratings. In iTunes. How is that possible? Yeah, right? We only have six ratings in iTunes. Get your butts Get on over the there. Ratings. Rate and review us. Yes. In subscribe iTunes. to us. Subscribe to us. It helps people find us it when you does. rate and review it us. It absolutely does. Also, guys, just letting you know, June 17th, my Relationship Rescue Workshop with Grant Edmonds is going to be done at the Music <sighs> Connection in Frankfurt from 6.30 <sighs> to 9.30 p.m. Whatever. And on June 24th, I have my... Uh, uh, ignite your fight, turn your fear into fuel. We've got that uh, as a second, uh, you know, another, it's my second one because it was on popular demand. Yay. So here we go. That's that's something that's coming up. Yes. Also, uh, send us uh, some feedback. Yes. IckyLousyJunkie at gmail.com. And that's what I was going to say. If you guys don't like want to be, a, if you, because uh, some people might not want to, um, even send us an email because it might say who they are and we want to be completely anonymous. Okay. If that's the case, go to my website, www.anewchapterwithangela.com. Okay. And call me. You can call, and I can't even see what number. You can actually call through my line. It comes up with a different number. I don't see your number. It just comes on under my number and you leave a voicemail. Oh, there you go. Okay, so let's so say this you again. Leave a, if you want to leave a message that's completely anonymous, I don't know what phone number it comes to because the only number I see is my SmartLine number. You can leave a message and just leave your story and not have to even say your name or anything. That's I so much easier. Yes. And it's so much easier than writing. Absolutely. So and it's go, completely anonymous. And it's completely anonymous. We won't know anything Nothing about you. Nothing about you unless you tell me in your message. So go to my website. But we won't say it on uh, when we're talking. No. Even if you say say who you are. Exactly. We won't, we won't tell people who you are. Right. But so, so say it again how they do this. So you like do this. that by going to my website, www.anewchapterwithangela.com. And call. You can contact me, and that call will come to me. You don't know my real number. I don't know your real number. It just kind of goes in like that. That was actually, that that um, suggestion was given to me with someone that I work with right now. We're kind of co-working. We have co-working meetings together. Mm-hmm. She's actually great. She's a business uh, coach. She helps people build websites. She can deal with your strategy for success. Her name is um, Anna Paskett, and she actually has her own podcast and let me just make sure because she just changed the whole damn thing okay um but her podcast is called woman entrepreneur success network woman entrepreneur success network okay so she actually was like maybe people don't feel comfortable maybe you should just let them you know offer them a different way where they can phone phone it in nobody knows anything so if that's the case that's how you do it okay do that also follow us on twitter instagram facebook yes all right. Well, thanks, Angela. Thank you, Jamie Black. This has been the Icky Lousy Junkie Life Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. Have a great life. Have a great life. Yay.